0: A visitation. Hear the spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Come, let us enter in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just close your eyes. Begin you know, to bless the name of the Lord. Just give him glory. Thank him for your life. Thank him for today thank him for looking after you throughout the whole day from morning until now thank him for protection thank him for his hand that is upon your life just give him glory just give him glory don't take thanking God for granted at all you want to pray and commit yourself into God's hands even as this word is about to come for you want to come against every obstruction you want to come against every form of destruction anything that will prevent this word from being a blessing unto you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let every burden that is upon your heart be lifted right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may the lord grant you the grace to shed every burden to shed every weight that will prevent you from benefiting fully as far as the ministration of this word is concerned in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the songwriter said cast your burdens unto the Lord tonight you want to cast every burden unto the Lord every distraction anything that takes control over your mind you want to shed it right now you want to pray that Lord let this word be a blessing unto my life let it be a source of illumination let it be a source of 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 information, let it bring spiritual nourishment unto me in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus? We thank you for tonight, we thank you for this gathering because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, Wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, realize that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord? May I speak as you grant me utterance By virtue of the fact that I am a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God I take authority in the realm of the spirit And I declare a supernatural injunction on every activity of the enemy We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God Sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter With their Father through the word this evening Take glory Father, take glory Son, take glory Holy Spirit in Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving? Amen. We thank God for tonight, and it's always a privilege to share the word of God with you. My prayer is that this word will teach you something. This word will open your eyes to certain things. Tonight, I'm gonna to deal with the subject of the dynamics of blessings and guesses. The dynamics of blessings and curses. These are words we use. Um, some of these words have become part of our spiritual jargons, um, words and terms that we use: blessings and curses. But tonight we are going to delve a little bit into the subject of blessings and curses. Um, it is a, it's a teaching, so I need you to to follow me. It's it's not a preaching, so it's not going to be, you know, you, you you know how preaching goes. So you need to be to be very focused to follow me. It's going to be a short one because I'm more or less just opening the lid to this subject today. On Sunday we are going to continue with it. So today's teaching session is going to be a short one i'll just literally open the lid to the subject and then um we'll delve deeper on sunday so the topic is the dynamics of blessings and curses um i believe even if you're a young christian you've heard the word blessing before and i believe you've heard the word curse before and um there are certain dynamics there are certain things that are associated with blessings and curses And tonight, I want to expose some of these things to you. Blessings and curses affect people's lives. Blessings affect people's lives positively, while curses affect people's lives negatively. There are times people go through certain things. There are times people go through certain battles, certain recurrent battles. And it is the result of a curse. This preaching may not apply to you as an individual, but it will help you to understand the world better. will help you to understand certain things that happen around you better and by this even if you do not need this for yourself it will help you to help somebody hallelujah and when i'm done not today but whenever it is that i finish with this topic i'm going to lead a prayer of release a prayer of release and we are trusting god that through that prayer curses will be broken patterns will be broken people will be set loose people will be set free to live life as they are supposed to live life and to fulfill their god-given destinies hallelujah and so we are looking at the dynamics of blessings and curses the dynamics of blessings and curses now i look for the definition of a curse. And this is what they said. They said, a solemn utterance. So this is a dictionary definition. It's not Bible definition. It's a dictionary definition. It's a solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. So I'll take it again. A solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something and since a blessing is the opposite of a curse, i'm sure the the bad things in this definition when you turn them around then you get the definition of a blessing so let's attempt it so then a, a definition of a blessing will be a solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to bring uh, good things to something or or, or to someone hallelujah May your life be full of blessings in the name of Jesus. So that is what a curse is. That is what a blessing is. And one thing about blessings and curses, I'm going to show you three things about blessings and curses. One, they are usually expressed in words. Blessings and curses are usually expressed in words. And these words can be spoken words or written words. So there are curses that are not necessarily spoken. They are written down. But they are equally powerful. Words are very, very powerful things. Somebody said something. And that person is not even a Christian. He said, words have life. And when you cut them, they will bleed. He said, if you give me people to create great men out of them, I'll just speak great words into them. And they'll become great people. Because words have life. And when you cut words, they will bleed. Words, somebody also said, words are spirits. Hallelujah. Jesus even said, The words that I speak to you, they say, What? They are what? They are spirit and they are life. So, words are not to be taken for granted at all, whether they are spoken words or written words. So, the first characteristic of blessings and curses is that they are usually expressed in words. Hallelujah. Some of the curses expressed in written words, they are in the Bible. They have been written down. They are conditional. If you bring yourself, (laughs) it will just catch you like that. They are written down. I am told there's there's one um, Bible college that has been established somewhere. And, you know, there are a lot of great educational institutions that actually started as Bible colleges. Princeton, for example, started as a Bible school. And somebody at a point in time just changed it into a school for everything. So this particular Bible school, when it was established, the founder wrote something on a piece of stone that whoever changes this Bible school into a secular and the things that it, the things that will happen just continue. Like it is written down. <laughs> so if you like, <laughs> go and change it. Maybe for places like Princeton, nobody did anything like that. Even if it was done, it wasn't written down. (laughs) But this one, I hear it has been written on a stone in front of the school. That whoever changes this thing, changes the vision of it being a place for teaching people in the Word and preparing people for ministry. And you now come and start teaching economics and political science and medicine and all sorts of things these are the things i guess long and the things are scary i'm sure that one they should be at whoever breaks this wall (laughs) there should be a condition for that one too because some very interesting person can just go and break it and you know that sort of thing so curses and blessings are not only spoken they are also written and they are also written blessings in the word of god if you follow them they work for you hallelujah In the same way, the curses too are written there. If you come into collision with one of them, through certain things that you do, they will work on your life. So that is the first thing. They are usually expressed in words, either spoken or written. Two, they impact on people's lives and destinies. A blessing can impact on your life. A curse can impact on your life. Curses usually come to bring stagnation they come to bring sorrow. They come to bring negativity. They come to bring evil. On the other hand, blessings bring progress. Blessings bring abundance. Blessings bring, you know, good things with them. And so, they have the ability to impact on people's lives and destinies. And let me also state that it's not only... Curses and blessings are not only with people as individuals. We can have curses... On individuals, you can have blessings, blessings on individuals. We can have curses on families, you can have blessings also on families, you can have curses on tribes, on nations, on continents. So when we are talking about these things, we are not only talking about individuals as in a person, it can be an individual or a group of people. Hallelujah. Number three, so the number one. are usually expressed in words either spoken or written and then number two they impact on lives and destinies and then number three interestingly blessings and curses have a way of being passed on from generation to generation they can be passed on They, they are so powerful that it's like they keep hanging in the air sometimes for decades sometimes for centuries sometimes even for millennia and they are still there Hanging in there God pronounced a certain blessing upon Abraham When you read Genesis chapter 22 God tested him with Isaac He passed the test And God said because of this your obedience In blessings I will bless you So he listed certain things The blessings God gave to Abraham Was, was like a sevenfold thing Alright um, There's no time for me to go through it one of the blessings he gave to him was actually that whoever blesses him is blessed, whoever curses him is cursed. And this thing is hanging in the air up to now. In fact, the preservation of the nation of Israel is because of these few words that God spoke to Abraham. That if you bless, and, and this, this this blessing was for his descendants as well he said he will bless the sea he said through him the nations of the earth shall be blessed it's still hanging in the air so you realize that many countries, many leaders in the past have tried out of hatred to eliminate the Jews the sons and the daughters of Abraham like it, because of those words that were spoken that those who, who, who bless you shall be blessed and those who curse you shall be cursed that means if if, if, if you hate him and his descendants, you are cursed. Hallelujah. Go and ask Adolf Hitler. Go and read history about the Holocaust. It was an attack on the Jewish race. In the process, millions of Jews were killed, maltreated badly and everything by the Nazis. Where are the Nazis now? Completely annihilated. In fact, the the second world war they were almost succeeding in conquering the whole of europe they wanted to literally rule the whole world and those days europe european countries were colonizing the rest of the world south america africa wherever asia if you conquer europe you've conquered the whole world and they they were literally almost succeeding in fact at the right time i'll give you the details of the story that the second world war was literally turned around by an intercessor somebody who was doing they were doing the battles with their guns and their things but there was somebody on his knees who was changing the course of the battle and if you hear how the whole thing turned around in fact they had almost conquered it was just some misinformation you see, when, when you are you are fighting with with missiles that have a range of 1,000 meters, and somebody is fighting with prayer, that can move from heaven onto earth. Which missile can you fire <laughs> from earth and it will reach heaven? We are dealing with weapons that are not canal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Hallelujah. Things turned around because somebody went on his knees. Some people went on their knees and prayed. So, they can be passed on from generation to generation. The blessings of Abraham, they are still being being felt now by the children of Abraham. Now, there is a certain cardinal fundamental rule. Let me talk a bit about curses. There's a certain fundamental rule when it comes to curses. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2. Let's read Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2. That is like the ground rule. Where cases are concerned, and every believer must know the scripture. It says, As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Hallelujah. Another version says, A curse that is without cause it has no fun like it will it will not even take off, it will not land. That's what they are saying. It says when a bird wanders around or the swallow flies, eventually it will land somewhere you have a better flight his whole life like you did in the LA you will land somewhere so what they're saying is that if the curse doesn't have a cause if there is no reason there is no legal grounding for the curse it will not sometimes people come to me and say somebody told me this and I want you to pray for me is there a reason why what did you do <laughs> what did you say to the person Says, if there's nothing of that sort, don't worry. The person is just saying something. Nothing will happen. Hallelujah. So that is the fundamental rule, the ground rules. If there is no reason for the cares, the person can utter millions of words, write down millions of words, do whatever, it will not work on your life. That is the basic ground rule where cases are concerned. Now somebody who asked, what are the sources of curses today i'll deal with only one one source the first source of curses is from god himself hallelujah the first time we heard of curses it was in genesis after adam and eve had misbehaved that's the first time we ever heard of curses when God came, he was not happy with what they had done. Me, I have told you, don't eat this thing. You have allowed this long animal, possessed by Satan, to come and deceive you to disobey me. And so, 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 and so. God cursed the serpent. He had arms before. He said, now on your belly shall you go. You eat dust all the days of your life. That curse is still working. Because I have not seen a serpent... Deliver in it the, the offspring has arms or legs they still go on their belly and people still hate them if a snake should appear okay i won't say in your room <laughs> anywhere a snake appears you see two groups of people one group that will run away out of fear and the other that will look for stones and sticks to kill it they are highly hated animals because they are cursed so he cursed The serpent he cursed the man, and he cursed the woman. He told the man, now this free thing you have been getting, where when you wake up in the morning, whatever you want, you you just get it like that, it's not going to happen anymore. Now you are going to sweat before you eat. Told the woman, in pain, you shall deliver. That means. Epidural may not even, (laughs) epidural anesthesia (laughs) may not even work. You still feel some pain. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, one of the sources of curses is God himself. Now, when it comes to God, what triggers his curses is disobedience. It's as simple as that. Disobedience. People ask this question. Maybe I'll answer it at the end of my sermon. That can a Christian be cursed? my answer depends on who the curse is coming from it depends on who the curse is coming from hallelujah because you see with blessings and curses that the spiritual dynamics of blessings and curses are that the reversal or whatever depends on who gave it whether it's a blessing or a curse and then who is revoking it hallelujah somebody of a lower spiritual authority cannot override a blessing that is pronounced by a higher power in the same way somebody of a lower spiritual standing cannot reverse a curse that was instituted or or placed by somebody of a higher spiritual standing i shall visit this matter probably at the end of my my sermon today so the first source of cases is god himself god himself And it is disobedience that triggers the curses of God. There are some of them, he spoke them directly unto people. There are some of them, they are written down. So as I said, if if you put yourself in collision with these things, it is your own problem. Hallelujah. They have been written there, clearly. And I will show you some of the things that invoke curses from god according to the scriptures all these things are meant to open our eyes of you to make you understand why certain things are some way in your life because there are certain things we do that invoke curses it's like they 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 are written down they are there that's why you must know the word hallelujah that's why you must read the word and understand the word so that ignorance will not be your portion so god himself now let's read deuteronomy the book of deuteronomy chapter 27 let's start from verse 15 we could start from earlier but let's start from verse 15 when the people of israel were about to enter the promised land there were certain ground rules certain things that were were laid down certain things that could invoke curses, and these things still apply hallelujah deuteronomy 27 15 it Says, Care be the man that maketh any graven or molten image an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsman, and put it in a secret place. And then he, they added, And all the people shall say amen. You see, this is when you say amen to them, they are coming to enter the promised land. No, when you say, Machia You are signing agreements, you know, it's been signed so cast be the man that maketh any graven or molten image an abomination unto the lord the work of the hands of the craftsman and put it in a secret place that means you go and make something some pot (laughs) under your bed in a certain corner in your house you say you go to church but there is a pot somewhere that you do certain things with and when they ask you, you say, Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and give unto God what is God. Verse 16. He says, Cursed be he that liked by his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. <laughs> Verse 17. He said, cares be he that removed his neighbor's landmark. That means there is a demarcation that this is where your land ends. You have been given one plot to, but then you go and remove the boundary and add quarter of your neighbor's plot. Stealing of, of land. When people don't wall their houses, they don't wall their lands, and you are ready to start building, then you steal some of their land. Bible is telling us that you are invoking a curse upon yourself. Hallelujah. You are wondering why things don't go well in your life. Go and give the land back to the owner. Verse 18. He <laughs> said, Curse be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way. Blind man. And you are misleading the, the blind. Oh no, pass here, pass it. Then you go and hit the set against the wall. Bam! Like that, and you are laughing. <laughs> cares be he that may get the blind to wander out of the way and you see when somebody is blind and you are you have eyes you can see you are supposed to lead the person to the right path this is where spiritual leaders come in this is where pastors come in so pastors who lead people astray somebody has come to you the person wants to see god the person is in the dark and you take advantage of them instead of being a shepherd that leads the sheep to the right path, you have become a shepherd that uses the sheep for kebab and goats light soup, sheep lie soup. <laughs> it says, be he that make the blind to wander out of the way. People who are looking for the light, they come and you use strange aquanture and fake directions to deceive them and to cause them to wander out of the path of god people who use spirituality to 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 deceive people into doing all kinds of abominable acts he said there is a curse he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way so are we answering the question whether christians can be cursed i'm not answering it yet next verse Deuteronomy 27 19 is that cares be he that perverted the judgment of the stranger fatherless and widow and all the people shall say amen verse 20 is <laughs> said, cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife because he uncovered his father's cat and all the people shall say amen next verse so I'm I'm just showing you some of the things that that just invoke curses curse be he that lieth with any manner of beast that means if you sleep with an animal bestiality and all the people shall say amen next verse he said curse be he that lieth with his sister the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother And all the people shall say amen. Verse 22. So that is it. It's a name, certain things. And it mentioned a lot of things, but I'm going to categorize them into four. I'm going to break them down into four, and I'll take them one by one. So things that can invoke curses from God. So the first one is idolatry, making graven images for yourself indulging yourself in idolatry playing around false religions playing around false gods as i said some people they believe the scripture that says give unto caesar what is caesar's and what is god's unto god they believe it means i can go to church and still have something under my bed for protection i can still go to church and have a talisman around my waist for protection you see, a lot of people use the argument that there are certain things that are part of our culture. Nobody is against culture. Look, every people, every group of people have their culture. The Jews had their culture. A lot of the things we read in the Bible were, were, were a lot of the practices were Jewish culture when you come to Ghana the can have their culture, the have their culture everybody you you can't belong to a certain group and you won't have your own way of doing things that is culture. God doesn't frown on culture. Let me make that statement clear. God doesn't frown on culture. So in our culture we have the way we we carry out our funerals we have the way we do, we carry out our marriages and all of that. But when the culture, is now intersecting with religion then it becomes a problem let me give you an example pouring of libation they'll say it's culture but it is also religion because it is prayer you are praying to God through ancestors and if you were born again Christian the Bible teaches us that Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one commit unto the father except through me you can't go to god through ancestors who are dead waiting for judgment they themselves don't know whether they are going to heaven or what before them and you are praying to god through them hallelujah when culture begins to intersect with religion it becomes a problem so if you're a christian and you believe in praying to God through jesus christ but at the same time you believe in praying to God through dead ancestors That is idolatry. That is actually spiritual adultery. You are hitting here and hitting there. And these things open us up for curses. Hallelujah. Let's not get the thing about culture wrong at all. God doesn't frown on culture at all. Some people too are on the extreme where anything that is cultural has to be labeled as bad. If it doesn't have a spiritual component, if it doesn't have a religious component, where religion is concerned, for the lack of a better word, you have chosen to be a Christian, to follow Jesus Christ. And so when you, you start dabbling in other things, you are placing a curse upon your life. Hallelujah. Or idolatry, belonging to, to cults, belonging to secret societies. All of these things are sources of curses. This is written down. If you go into it, you just invoke the curse upon your life. May the Lord lead you out of the way of these things. That's why Jesus, when he taught us to pray, he said, and lead us not into temptation. May the Lord lead you out of temptation. People who will come and try to introduce you to certain things. All kinds of things. Oh, this is oh, it's nothing. You no, know, this one is just for some small protection. Because human beings are bad, though. you don't know which evil eye is looking at you. So let's go. We'll give you this thing. You use you bath with it from time to time. You put some leaves in some water bath with it three times a day and it do a ward of uh, evil spirits. Evil spirits don't fear leaves. They don't fear leaves. They fear the fire of the Holy Ghost. And if you carry the fire of the Holy Ghost, you see, flies don't land on hot food. You never see flies. If the food is cold or lukewarm, flies can land on it. That is why your life must be hot with the work Your life must be hot with fasting. Your life must be hot with prayer. Hallelujah. May you be too hot for any demon to land upon your life. Idolatry. Dabbling in the occult. Dark arts. They say they are calling, uh, what do you call it? What do you it? people do all sorts of things. They play around with all sorts of things. There's something they call a séance. They hold hands and they concentrate and they do certain things and and when they do this, they actually do invoke evil spirits that come and follow some of the people into their houses and bring all sorts of calamities. We are worshiping God through Jesus. That alone is enough. Hallelujah. The songwriter said, "I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It's it's enough that Jesus died for." Me. Look, knowing God is not as complicated as people make it seem. It's not complete, it's, it's a very, very, very simple thing. Once you have seen Jesus, you have accepted Jesus, stick to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's not confuse ourselves with this whole culture thing. So, idolatry is one of the ways in which we invoke cases from God upon ourselves. The second category is dishonoring parents. Dishonoring parents. There are some of these things we, we can't joke with them. Look, things are not going well in people's lives simply because they don't honor their parents. Honoring your parents doesn't mean necessarily mean building them a house. If God blesses, in fact, may God bless you to build your parents not just how house, houses. May God bless you to buy cars to appreciate your parents. May may God bless you to 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 write big big checks and to sponsor them to go for holidays. And and to and enjoy the, the last days of their lives, hallelujah. Yeah, it's part of honoring parents if you have it, if you have the means. But people dishonor their parents by the things they say, by the things you open your mouth to say. Look, I said it a few weeks ago that we choose our spiritual parents. You choose your spiritual father, you choose who your spiritual mother is, you choose who your pastor is. But God chooses your earthly parents for you. Unless you are trying to say God made a wrong choice. Can you really look at God and say in all your omnipotence, in all your power, you were wrong in deciding that I'll come to this earth through this man or through this woman. Let's watch what we say about our parents. You may not lift up your hand to slap your mother. In fact, if you do that... curse of curses (laughs) or to fight your father blows for blow blow for blow because you are younger and he has gray hair so you hold his collar you do something when he's talking say hey and you hold his collar and begin to shake him or to pull a knife and threaten your father if you do i'll slash your neck your throat grandfather of curses (laughs) will come upon you don't dishonor your parents even if they are bad parents don't dishonor them sometimes the devil will deceive you that look this man doesn't deserve any good thing from you don't say good things about this person you you have every right to talk about your your father or your mother in a certain way because they didn't behave well but the bible is saying you should honor your father and you see this one eh, it even comes with longevity life lifespan is is, is has been attached to honoring your parents. all of us we like life oh. somebody said we all want to go to heaven but nobody wants to die we all like life and something very few things have been attached to, 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 to longevity in the bible it means you should take this thing very very seriously no matter how bad your father has been, no matter how terrible your mother has been, don't open your mouth and dishonor him or her. If you've done that tonight, pray for forgiveness and let that curse be lifted from your life. Pray to God. Like, uh, pray to God. for 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 Ask God for forgiveness. That I'm sorry that I said this about my father. I'm sorry that I said this about my mother. Is God who chose that man for you. Is God who chose that woman for you. dishonoring of parents. Number three, illicit or unnatural sexual relations. That's what they listed. Sleeping with your sister, sleeping with your father's wife. How can you even think of doing such a thing? All of these things attract curses. They attract curses. They attract curses. When you read the the story of, of Judah, one of the sons of Jacob, He made a mistake of sleeping with his son's wife. Such an abomination. And it quickly invoked a curse in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2. It invoked a curse in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2. Deuteronomy 23, verse 2. This is what the Bible says in the King James. It says, A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the law bastard is a very harsh word but it just means somebody who was conceived out of an uh, an abominable sexual union he like said the bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the law even to the 10th generation these are some of the things that have been written down when you just go and collide with it it just triggers certain things in your life he will not enter into the congregation of the lord even to the 10th generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the lord and this thing there's no time for me to show you the scriptures but those of you who have been in church for a while i showed you that this thing delayed the house of judah actually fulfilling a blessing jacob placed upon them in genesis chapter 49 that the scepter which is the staff of office of the king he said the scepter shall not depart from 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 judah judah was meant to produce the kings of israel because of this thing it delayed for 10 continuous generations and if you go go and look at um, matthew chapter 1 from verse 3 where judah's generation comes you realize that it took 10 generations before david was produced is because of this thing judah went and slept with his son's wife and the result of of it was that this case was activated a bastard will not enter somebody who was born out of an abominable sexual union will not enter the congregation you can't have israel congregating and the king cannot come there so because of this thing they the scepter or the staff of office coming into the house of Judah was delayed for 10 good generations before it got to David when you go go and count from Judah when they were given the genealogy of Jesus from Judah up to David it was 10 generations before it happened it's because of this thing unholy sexual unions perverted sexual unions between people the fourth category Injustices to the weak and vulnerable. When I was talking about leading the blind and it's a vulnerable people, taking advantage of vulnerable people, it brings curses. It invokes curses from God. Vulnerable people. It mentioned widows. And this also includes children. People who maltreat children, you are cursing yourself. Children are very precious to God and this goes to the pedophiles who only want to have sexual relations with children they call the children and deceive them with toffee deceive them with one Ghana cds, and they pull them into their rooms and defile them every time you read the news a 50 something year old man defiles a 6 year old girl and these things are are traumatizing the children and and putting their destinies in disarray you may think you are having perverted fun but you are attracting curses from god attracting curses from god and it's not just sexual abuse of children physical abuse some people physically abuse children you can punish children yes but don't don't let it get to the point of abuse where you are giving them blows and things like that you you are attracting curses upon yourself you are more treating the weak and the vulnerable there's a certain scripture in Matthew, Matthew eighteen ten, Matthew chapter eighteen verse ten, and it should scare anybody who treats a child badly. Jesus says something. He said, "Beware that you do not look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. That means every child doesn't only have an angel guiding them in there is one also representing them in heaven, in the presence of the Father." And you know what angels can do already we know them the god just has to snap his finger and they begin to move so don't make the mistake of of maltreating a child dealing with the weak and the vulnerable wrongly these are all sources of cases abortion abortion termination of pregnancy is becoming the commonest form of contraception where people are careless they get pregnant and the first thing they think about is termination of pregnancy when you speak to people about these things oh but it's not yet a human being because it is blood that comes out even if there's blood it has life the evidence that it has life is that when you leave it it will grow It is only things that are dead and don't have life that do not grow once the thing can grow it means it has life if you had left it it would have grown and i've said it here before that when you abort a child you have not just aborted a life you have aborted a destiny imagine if mary had aborted jesus christ because people were saying you young girl you have gotten pregnant. You are not married. You are just engaged. You have gone to get pregnant. You not going to drink some concoctions and just gotten rid of the pregnancy. Look at the death. Look at what the world would have been would have become. What the world would have become. You never know who that child is going to become. You never know. God has proved it over and over in the Word that if you what do you call it sometimes even the things out of wrong things he can create good things he can take a wrong thing so I've chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wives David and Bathsheba their relationship was funny and he decided that it was going to be through them that I'll bring the next king of Israel the other wives were there their children Adonijah and Koh Absalom God passed all of them and the one that he went to take through wrong means. God decided that. But even now, he came with his punishment. So he suffered the punishment for that one. But God decided, I'm going to use it. So it may, it may be a mistake that you made and all of that. God is an expert at taking a mistake and making something good out of it. Hallelujah. A lot of great people, when you read their history, you realize that they came out of some very unfortunate situations. Some of them, products of Rip things like that and they, they, they still became great people god can still take a messy situation and create something good out of it abortion is is somebody described it as human sacrifice to the god god of selfishness that's human sacrifice selfishness on the part of the woman and the man who don't want to take responsibility for their actions and selfishness on the part of the doctor or whoever does it because he wants to line his pocket with money in the medical field it's become a, a, a quick way of making money and, and stuff like that but these things bring curses onto people's lives injustice to the weak and the vulnerable in history politically people who have been unjust Somebody will say, ah, if this thing was true, then why is, is is there not a curse on Europe and stuff like that for coming to colonize Africa? The injustice was done by our own people who sold the, the people to the city. That, so the curse remained. <laughs> it's, you see now, they wanted to buy you were ready to sell. Who Who is more at at, uh, at fault? The one who deceived his brother and took the brother and gave the brother away for a bottle of shina." is a more evil one. Is a more evil one. In history, there there was there was something that happened in the 18th 18 something. I think 1830 something the Americans were trying to claim more land from the red Indians who are the native owners of the land. They are the rightful owners of the land. And they fought a certain war with them they had superior weapons and stuff like that they defeated them they unfairly took land from those people and one of their chiefs who happened also to be a spiritualist he placed a certain case which followed the presidency of america the result of that case was that any president that was elected every 20 years died in office it was a clear pattern and it was a result of a case. That was invoked because of injustice done to a certain group of people. Every 20th year, if you are elected in the 20th year, you will die in office. And most of the time, it was assassination. You will be killed. Listen, I can take you through that. It started with William Henry Harrison. He came into office in 1840. He actually was the, the, the general that led the war. It was after he won that war that he stood for elections and they brought him. So he, he was a direct recipient of the case 1840 william henry harrison he died in office 20 years later abraham lincoln came he died in office he came in 1860 so the next year we go 1880 james garfield was sworn in in 1880 he died in office 1900 william mckinley he died in office warren harden 1920 he died in office Franklin Roosevelt 1940 he died in office John F Kennedy if you don't know what the rest are you head of John F Kennedy he was assassinated in cold blood one beautiful afternoon they just fired his head and he was gone 1960 so the next one was supposed to be Ronald Reagan but luckily for him at an intercessory conference a revelation came while they were praying that look this thing it is a And it was an intercessory conference for men of God in the United States of America. So they had some of the top men of God. Those days, they were not doing showbiz with ministry. They were true men of God. They were were people who knew God, understood God, and understood the ways of God. And they went into some deep levels of intercession for the nation and prayed and broke that curse. At that time, Ronald Reagan was in power. An assassination attempt was made on Ronald Reagan. But the bullet missed his heart by one inch and he survived and the case was broken so the next one was supposed to be 2000 george bush the closest they came to assassinating was that somebody threw a shoe at him (laughs) by that time the case had already been broken hallelujah if that hadn't been broken what it meant was that whoever would win the u.s election this year 2020 was going to die in office but thank god for the power of intercession thank god for the power of the holy ghost to break curses. hallelujah so injustice to the weak and the vulnerable so curses from god disobedience disobedience when, when you do certain things these are just a few these are just a few i'm bringing to you there are certain things let me show you you see people will say oh if you're a christian you cannot be god himself can guess <laughs> god himself can, and if god cares who can break it who no ask yourself who can break that care unless you yourself you do restitution and repent hallelujah these are conditional things look there are certain things that are cases but they don't look like we don't really see them as curse. what happened to ananias and sapphira was a curse they lied and the man of God spoke under the unction of the Holy Spirit that this is a, you'll be buried you died. The their husband took, they were curses this one it didn't take years for the effect to be seen it was immediate it was a curse it was a curse look at something written in Proverbs 17.13 let's see Proverbs seventeen thirty, and tell me that you say that you are a believer you are a Christian so you you, you flout this thing you know how the effect. Mind you, Galatians says, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatever a man shall sow, the same shall he reap. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 13. Look at this. He so. said, Whoso rewarded evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. This is a case, a conditional case. Tell me that you say you are a christian you are a believer you are born again believer so you flout this thing and you will not face the consequences it says whosoever rewarded evil for good evil shall not depart from his house it is there it's been written so when somebody does good to you and you reward the person with evil the person introduces you to your the boss of your workplace and you are employed And you go and do underground things and the person who caused you to be employed is sacked. You are rewarding good with evil. He said, evil shall not depart from your house. I'll give you a clear example of this in the Bible. David, Uriah. Uriah served David faithfully in the army. He was a faithful servant of David in the army. He did good to David. But David rewarded him with evil by one going to take his wife and two killing him when the prophet nathan came to speak to him he told him what the sword will not depart from your house it is in fulfillment of this scripture that when you reward evil for good evil will not depart from your house from that day his house was in turmoil brother fighting against brother his own son tried to overthrow him brother raping sister it's all because it was in fulfillment of this scripture You don't have a house Your friend, married friend Takes you to come and live in the house And you take the husband from her You start misbehaving with the husband Doing secret things with the husband It says If you reward evil for good Evil shall not depart from your house You can't say you're a Christian So you can reward evil for good And nothing will happen this is the word of God and the Bible says even God has placed the word above his own name you are not higher than the word of God you are not higher than what the word of God is saying let's start being grateful for the things people do for us rewarding good for evil is not always about going to stand and speaking evil about somebody who has done good for you going to gossip with somebody evil saying evil things Discussing the person in an evil light. In in a bad manner. It is rewarding evil for good. Somebody sows seeds in you. And the person is expecting to reap fruits. And you produce thorns. That hurt the person. It is a curse. My prayer is that we will not put ourselves in, in collision with some of these things. We will live according to the word of God will live according to the the commandments of god and our lives will will will, will, will be fruitful our lives will be will be progressive we'll live in joy we'll live in happiness We, we will enjoy life and enjoy our relationship with god my prayer is that as jesus said in the lord's prayer the lord will deliver us from evil lord will order our steps and our paths that we don't we don't we don't bring curses upon ourselves by the evil things that we do through idolatry through dishonoring appearance through illicit and unnatural sexual relations injustice to the weak and the vulnerable i want to pray for you tonight my prayer is that the lord will order your steps if there are any of these things That may be plaguing your life and causing things to stagnate in your life. My prayer for you today is that the conviction of the Holy Spirit will cause you to repent. Curses that come from God are only reversed by repentance. When you genuinely repent and ask for forgiveness from God, the effects are automatically released. I pray that the Lord will release somebody tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Anything that is plaguing your life. Things that you may not even have knowledge of. Things that you may not even be be, be, be be aware of that are plaguing your life. I pray for a reversal tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just as by the power of intercession, the, the, the curse on the presidency in the United States was broken. Tonight, we stand in the gap for families. We stand in the gap for individuals. Let curses be broken. Let evil occurrences stop. Let evil occurrences halt from tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Evil cycles, recurrence of evil things that happen in people's lives. We command them to halt tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost to break curses. Thank you, Lord, For the liberating power of the Holy Spirit. We give you glory. We give you praise. To glory, Father. To glory, Son. To glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed. With thanksgiving. Amen. blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 24 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.